Hey everyone, this is Lil, and you're listening to Lil on Life. This week, rather than a traditional episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. It is February 4th today in this moment in time, and we have a beautiful, beautiful sun shining through, and it feels like I haven't seen the sun in a long time at this point. In January, I think we had something like 30 hours of uh, sunshine where I am. So rather than recording in the way that I usually do today, I am living a self-care practice by taking you along for a sunny walk with me. And part of what I want to do today is also go through a grounding practice, which I introduced in one of our first segments together where I talked about how I do this practice in the lake um, at my cottage. And where I am right now is my second favorite place to do grounding and reflection practices. So I am currently walking through one of the oldest cemeteries in the city that I live in. And a lot of people don't realize this, but cemeteries were actually the original parks. They were intended as spaces for people to spend time in nature and to connect to loved ones, reflect on their lives, and just be outside. So. That is what I am doing today. And you can probably tell because my pace of speech is a little bit faster is that I am walking and I like to walk quite briskly. So you're probably gonna hear that. And I'm also currently passing over a number of leaves. So you're gonna hear all of the same nature sounds that I am. And actually that's gonna feed in really nicely when we do the grounding practice because the intention behind all of that is paying attention to the sights and the sounds and your senses being engaged in a number of ways that would just be in the background for you. And it feels really special having you on this journey with me and in this particular place because this cemetery in particular holds a lot of significance and value in my life. So when I moved to the house I live in now, almost 15 years ago, one of the things I didn't have a lot of opportunity to do prior to that is go out for walks and spend time in nature. And in a major metropolitan area, there's not a ton of green space readily available, but there is this cemetery and it's just about 10 minute walk from my house and being one of the oldest, there's some really wonderful things about it. I'm currently walking through a World War I memorial and the sun is just shining beautifully and there are lots of people that use this park. I often see people here walking with friends or riding their bikes or rollerblading. Um, actually, I think they banned rollerblading from this particular cemetery. That, that seems to be the one thing they They've put a stop to because you can ride your bikes and do a host of other things. But in any event, I'm getting quite off track. Why this place has so much significance for me is because this is where I first started coming when I wanted some downtime and a space in my own thoughts and a space for reflection. And one of the things that always intrigues me is reading different headstones and wondering about them, wondering who they are and what their lives were like and some of the things maybe that they're really proud of or would want to celebrate or things they would want to change. And one thing that's probably a bit on brand for me is that I do find 
that there is a certain reality that reflecting on death allows for, in the sense that it is one of the best reminders of your own mortality. So I remember Steve Jobs in his commencement address, which is on YouTube, the Stanford commencement address that he gives, he talks about being diagnosed with cancer and going through treatment. And at this point, obviously he is he's still alive. And it is when it seems like things are getting better for him in his prognosis. And he talks about how knowing you are going to die is one of the best motivators or is one of the best ways to kind of reflect and take pause about the life you are living. And while that sentiment has always resonated for me, going through the experience of grief personally continues to remind me that life is so short and that every moment you have is an opportunity to make a different decision, to make a change, to do something different with yourself. And being here in this place allows me to really reflect on who I am and what matters to me and what's important. And in particular, it's also because this is the site of my mom's final resting place. So being here not only connects me with a place for reflection, a place for healing, a place for difficult emotions, and a place for joy. Because seeing the number of people that come to this place to walk, to spend time in nature, to sit in their reflections, to connect with friends, just continues to inspire me. So I'm gonna pause here. I'm gonna take a stop and start my grounding and reflecting practice. I am stopped in front of a very old, beautiful tree that has some of its limbs. They've clearly either fallen off or been cut off because I am on a walking path in between the cemetery. And I am by no means the nature adventurer that I want to be, so I don't quite know what type of tree it is, and I'm going to take a picture of this, and my friends in the group who have familiarity with nature can tell me what this type of tree is, but I would imagine it's probably a couple, at least 100 years old. I believe this cemetery, the first grave that I remember seeing is from the 1850s. And I believe this cemetery has been here since around that time, although I don't think this tree has been, but it's clearly quite old. So, okay, I'm going to start my practice now. So I'm going to start with five things I can see, and I'm going to describe the things that I'm seeing, recognizing that you're listening to this probably while you are driving or out and about and doing your own things. And it's not about you having exactly the imagery I have, but the idea is that I'm painting enough of a picture and slowing things down to notice things in my environment that I may not notice if I'm just walking through my day. So I see the bark of this tree, mostly gray, but with a little bit of redness at one of the stubs where a branch has either come off or um, been cut off many years ago. I notice many fallen leaves. They're probably, they look like maple leaves, although they don't necessarily belong to this tree. This could be a maple tree, I'm really not sure. But there are definitely maple leaves around the trees that I'm at, and they are almost amber in color. The grass itself is pretty dry, but not completely scorched, so still some greenness, and it's really making that 
that color on the leaves stand out. I'm seeing the shadows of the branches of the tree and how they create almost like a web slash veiny uh, impression on the grass in front of me. I'm seeing headstones. I'm standing right by the war memorial, so the particular headstones I'm looking at in rows and rows are all soldiers from the First World War. And I'm seeing flowers and wreaths that have been placed. So those are five things that I'm seeing and probably seeing more deeply than if I was just walking. And often I am walking to get somewhere rather than just walking to decompress and sit with my thoughts. And even just doing the five things I can see, I can notice how, and perhaps it is because I stopped walking for a moment there, but things just felt a lot calmer and feel a lot calmer in my breathing and in my body. And it's, uh, it's called a grounding practice for a reason. So building on that from five things we can see, I'm going to do four things I can feel. So right now there's a kind of a light wind that keeps passing by and I can feel it most specifically on my right cheek in the moment. I can feel the warmth of the sun, which is so nice right now. And in particular on the top of my head, I feel a little bit excited because I just saw a doggy that I think is very cute. So I can feel some excitement that I'll probably see that dog on my walk as I keep going. I can feel the microphone and the recorder in my hand. And actually, in just noticing it right now, I can feel how cold the tips of my fingers feel, which I actually wasn't totally attuned to before. So um, that's actually not bad because I'm going to switch hands. Hopefully that doesn't change anything in the sound quality. Those are, I think I did four things. I'm going to do three things I hear. I can still hear that barking, although I think there's likely multiple dogs in the park. So could be more than one. I can hear cars driving by. I can hear an airplane over top of me, passing me by. Trying to look for it, but not seeing it. And then I'm gonna do two things I can smell. Right now I can smell, there's some soil and earth in front of me, so I can definitely smell the earthiness there. I can also smell, I live in a, in a Portuguese neighborhood culturally, and there are often wood fire ovens cooking things and I, I can smell things burning. So I uh, can smell that and noticing how hungry that's making me. And one thing you can taste. And obviously this is easier if you are eating something, but if you're not, then trying to conjure up a, something that you like to taste and imagining it and bringing it forward. For me, I'm thinking about that Portuguese cooking and uh, conjuring up that taste right now. And that's that's really how that practice is done. It, this is also something that you can do in your own mind or saying it out loud. I am quite a sight right now in my full podcasting gear, walking through the cemetery, holding a recorder that is not small and talking to myself out loud. I don't think there's anyone that thinks that this is me being on a phone call unless this is a phone to call outer space. So it just goes to show you can do this practice any kind of way in many kinds of ways. And you can also do it faster or slower. So sometimes when I don't have as much time, I just go through them. I'm not really kind of processing them. 
I'm just pausing to notice them. So when I did it earlier, I walked through a little bit of interpretations or notes or reflection as that was happening. And that's because I had the luxury of space and time to do that. But if you are wanting to ground yourself a little bit more quickly, or maybe you don't have as much time, then you can just go through the senses. It's it's still going to slow down your nervous system and kind of give you that chance for a breath. So um, you still get some of the benefits of that. And you can repeat this multiple times. Uh, this cemetery is beautiful and also it's the length of three city blocks. So to walk it end to end, it usually takes me an hour. And sometimes I just do certain loops instead of the whole thing. But I will sometimes do a different grounding practice in each of the three city blocks of this cemetery. And just taking a moment to reflect on how you're feeling before and after you do it. Often when I start doing these grounding practices, it's because I'm feeling overwhelmed or disconnected from myself. And part of the reason I in particular like doing this practice in this place is because it is such an important reminder for me about life and death and making choices that are in alignment with myself. So this place gives me that opportunity to use it as time connecting with myself because that has really been one of the biggest things I've been working towards recently is holding the time with myself to get to know myself as a person non-judgmentally really just the way I would if I was fostering a relationship with anybody in my life and it seems very silly to say that out loud because I am someone who makes friends pretty easily, but I have only just learned how to start to be a friend to myself. And so finding that time for solitude has been really, really helpful for me. And this week I, I had thought maybe I would talk about social connections and our need for community and things like that. And then the great one brought up the point around, well, you know, in talking about social connections, reflect on the fact that for some people who may be more introverted, it might be smaller groups or more one-to-one -one interactions or more small bite-sized interactions versus someone who's a bit more extroverted. I would describe myself as hyper extroverted. I'm so hyper extroverted that I, part of my goals, I think for this podcast is to create an opportunity for further connection and a broader community so my extroversion shows up in many ways and I do get my energy from people. And I think how that has shown up in a bit of an overused way in my life before is that I have poured all of my energy and investment in connecting with other people sometimes over and building those relationships with other people over taking some time to build that relationship with myself. But getting back to it, I, I really moved away from the idea of talking about social connections in one episode. I think it's something that's going to come up a lot because I think it's a thread throughout a lot of the things I talk about. But I wanted to really explicitly call out that when I think about social connections, I'm, it's not about the number of people around you or how big your social circles are. It's really more about the experience of feeling connected and like you belong and um, that's irrespective of the group size. And so in thinking about this week, I went almost the complete opposite and took a focus on solitude and spending that time in yourself and just with yourself to 
practice some of these grounding practices or just take the time in whatever way serves you. And so this is getting a little bit rambly now, so I'm gonna stop. But I wanted to record this mini bonus or side episode, whatever this thing is, and for you an opportunity to come on a walk with me and see what a grounding practice might look and feel like. All right, well, thanks for being on this windy journey with me. This is Lil, and you're listening to Lil on Life. Okay, I'm gonna try to do the credits, which I am admittedly quite bad at doing even when I have them in front of me, but I'm going to try to do them right now from the top of my head. So here goes. If you liked this or other episodes, please like, follow, and leave a five-star review. It really does matter, and I love receiving them. Lilon Life is produced by Brando & Co. You can find his work on Instagram, Brandon Allen. All opinions expressed in this podcast are my own and may not reflect those of my employers. You can find me if you want to connect to my socials, on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram at LilOnLifePod. And you can get me on my Gmail at LilOnLifePod. That's Lil with one L on LifePod at gmail.com. If you or anyone you know is in danger, please dial 911. If you or anyone you know is thinking about suicide, call or text 988. Support is available 24 hours a day by phone or text. And once again, that number is 988. Thanks, everyone. Bye.